Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Bible Plus podcast. We're still in 1 Thessalonians, wrapping up the last chapter. And if you remember, 1 Thessalonians is about a holy life for the church life. So we're going to hop around in chapter 5 and kind of get some nuggets out of it for some verses and hopefully um, get some of these riches out of, the, out of God's Word. So starting off here, a holy life for the church life, it needs to be watchful and sober. And how Paul brings this matter up is that he says in verse 2, For you yourselves know perfectly well that like a thief in the night, so the day of the Lord comes. So he describes the day of the Lord like a thief, not like a robber. The difference between a thief and a robber is that when a robber strikes, it's out in the open, it's obvious the person being assaulted by the robber knows that it's happening. And a lot of times you can see them coming. Uh the difference with the thief is that the thief is very stealthy, sneaky, strategic, and when the thief strikes, the person who's being struck by the thief, they don't know that um, they're under the assault of a thief, and usually they find out after the fact because the thief is so sneaky in what he or she does. So Paul's saying, hey, the day of the Lord is coming. We don't know when it's coming. It's coming like a thief. So because we don't know... We need to do our best to cooperate with the Lord to live a holy life for the church life so we can be ready when that day comes. Moving on, uh, Paul gets into this matter of faith, hope, and love, uh, which are crucial elements and how crucial elements to the Christian life and how these uh, faith, hope, and love need to be safeguarded. And so he exhorts us, encourages us, and, and lets us know here, hey, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. And in verse 8, he says, Since we are of the day, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet, the hope of salvation. So he brings in this matter of the armor, armor, which points to that we are in a spiritual warfare. There's nothing more that Satan would like to do is, is take out the younger believers. And so, you know, all the believers need to put on the breastplate of, breastplate of faith and love and the helmet, the hope of salvation. Um, but, you know, this epistle is written to younger believers who are so easily caught up with, with this and that and the things of the world. And so especially, we need to be even more diligent and more exercised and proactive to put on this armor. The breastplate of faith. What does that regard? Faith relates primarily to our spirit. So we need such a protection of our spirit. And there's the breastplate of love. Love relates to our emotion, which is in our soul and concerns our heart. So we need a covering and protection of our heart. And helmet, the hope of salvation, helmet covers our mind. And so we need such an understanding of the hope of salvation that we have in Christ, but we need that protected. We need our mind protected uh, from the darts and lies of the enemy. So moving on here. You know, this holy life for the church life, there's a cooperation that we need to have on our behalf uh, with God to live such a life. So if you jump down in verse 18, it says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, whenever you see will of God, our ears need to perk up, our eyes need to open, and our heart needs to be awakened because this is crucial. The will of God is all over the Bible. Um, but particularly, more on a micro scale, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for the believers, for you, 
for me personally. And what does that look like? You have to go back to verse 16. It says, always rejoice, unceasingly pray, in everything give thanks. And then he says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God's will for us personally, individually, is that we would always rejoice. We have a God that wants to be enjoyed and he wants us to rejoice in him each and every day, moment by moment. Our God wants us to unceasingly pray. What does that mean? That doesn't mean spending 24 hours a day by the bed on your knees um, with your face to the ground, praying for this and that, but it means living in constant fellowship with God in all our daily activities. And then finally, in everything, give thanks. Our God is so gracious. um, He's so merciful. He's so generous. And if we look around, we realize we are really blessed by him and we have a lot to be thankful for. The good and also the bad, which actually a lot of the times it's the bad stuff is where we experience Christ on a deeper level and he gains us even more. So in everything we can give thanks. Finally, we're going to come to verses 23 and 24. And I'm going to read them. It says, And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting. Paul starts this chapter with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ when he mentions the day of the Lord. He ends it with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here in verse 23, it's a verse that is crucial in understanding who we are and the breakdown of who we are, who we are, you know, and the breakdown of us being, you know, we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. We have three parts. The spirit contacts the spiritual realm, the soul contacts the psychological realm, and the body contacts the physical realm. And God, who is a God of peace, Paul says, sanctify you wholly. Notice it's, it's holy in the sense of completeness and entirety. Paul saying the God of peace himself sanctify us completely through and through, starting with our spirit, spreading out from our soul, and finally into our body in such of a sanctification process where the Holy God comes into us and he spreads from our spirit into our soul through um, sanctification and transformation and finally into our body through glorification, and we will be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord. You know, there's a lot of things that that I feel like I can be blamed for, especially if God looks at my life and uh, does a thorough consideration. There's a lot of blame there. But this verse tells us that the process that we're in, living a holy life for the church life, we're in the process of becoming without blame, sanctified completely by God's holy nature, to match him as the holy God at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love it here. Paul has such an encouraging word for us. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. So this matter of being sanctified in in our entirety, in our whole tripartite being, spirit, soul, and body, God is the faithful one. He's called us to such a salvation And he also has the responsibility and will carry out the responsibility to see this process through to completion. 
So regardless of the ups and downs of our Christian life, whether we think we're doing good, whether we think we're doing bad, at the end of the day, we know our destination is set. We know our condition is set, that we will be sanctified holy, we will be preserved complete, and God will do it. So it's not a matter of if, but when, and may we give him our full cooperation to live a holy life for the church life.